everyone. Welcome back to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast with Mike Tagliere and I'm Bobby Sylvester. We've got a waiver wire show for you today with guest Jake Seeley of rotoexperts.com. Jake is always one of the most accurate experts and a great Twitter follow at AllInKid. Jake, thanks for joining us. Oh, always appreciate it. Yeah, it's mostly a good Twitter <laughs> follower, unless you want to start, you know, getting trolly with me. Then, then Jake then is grumpy. Yes, he definitely does. Yeah, he, he's a he's a grumpy old man, but uh, that's why we lay love off the him, old right? man stuff. Yeah. I think I'm older than Jake, so we don't need to go there. Uh, it's possible. Oh, no, hold on. I guess I got some damn kids on my lawn. Hold on, I gotta go yell at them. <laughs> was there a full moon this weekend? Like, what was going on with all these players? AJ Green choking out Jalen Ramsey, Mike Evans spearing Marshawn Lattimore from behind. Yeah, it was, like it was WWE. Uh, out it was a pretty there, nutty week. Wasn't there another wide receiver? I can't remember who it is right now, but another wide receiver actually threw punches. Um, that I didn't really find out until later on because I wasn't watching the game. I'm going to remember it at some point in the show. I know that's going to happen, but I'm I'm foggy. Uh, I'm not remembering. Jake, do you know who it is? Like, there was one more wide receiver who threw punches that I was like, another one? Like, it was like UFC went from Saturday night into Sunday. Yeah, uh, that was definitely the case. The AJ yeah. Green one was nuts. Like, any wrestling fans out there is like, is Samoa Joe with the Kakina clutch? Like, just like dropping them down <laughs> and trying to choke them out. I didn't get the. And the, the best part is, as they always do, Tried to punch somebody with a helmet on. It just makes no sense. I don't. I don't know how Evans didn't get kicked out. And I would assume you got to suspend Evans for a game too, though. Yeah. I, do you think Green should be suspended? Absolutely. I mean, I, I've received my fair share of technical fouls and cards in soccer. Like I know how emotional a game can be, but I was a teenager. Like get control of yourself if you're a grown man professional. <laughs> I don't think Green should get suspended. I mean, it was just. Oh, yeah, he should hundred percent. He tried to choke him out. He choked. He took him down to the field he, he twice. Just, he, he just dropped. Him to the ground like that, and then jumped on top of him. (laughs) He was trying to get the decision, and then he like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot he was like punching him. Yeah, and then he punched him to help him. They went for the submission Uh, again. The thing with Evans, though, like. He could have really hurt Lattimore. I I think he should be out. Wait a minute, hold on. You think that that Evans deserves a bigger punishment than AJ Green does? Oh, yeah, man. Yes, that was so much more. It was dangerous. What AJ Green did was not dangerous, it was stupid. But what Mike Evans did could have ended his career, man. We need to get Bobby in an MMA ring and decide what's <laughs> yeah, no, dangerous. Was, I'm not going to say that it, it wasn't dangerous. I think Mike <laughs> Evans had more ground to do what he did in, in terms of backing up his quarterback. But I, I agree with you in the fact, Bobby, that AJ Green needs to he needs to control himself. Because the thing is, like, I'm a grown man, okay? I have a family. I've been in situations where I could have thrown down with someone. But instead of doing that... I, I took a step back and I said, okay, what would my kids think of me? What are my kids witnessing? What would my, like, I, I'm a grown man. You have to have control over your emotions. And he's supposed to be a professional. I understand. I, I, apparently Jalen Ramsey was saying something about his wife. I don't know. But what I'm saying is like, this is what happens in the football field. If Jalen Ramsey gets underneath your skin, that means he's doing his job. And for you to take it that far, I, I definitely agree with yep. Jake on this one though, that, that AJ Green deserves to be suspended. Mike Evans, that was more like protecting his guy. No, 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 no. That's why I said, hold on a second. Then it, look, I would have shoved somebody if you poked me in the back of the head, too. Like, Jameis Winston is the one that started that. And what is he doing on the side? Like, how is the NFL not going to do something about that, too? Jameis Winston on the side, not in the game, walks onto the field and pokes him in the back of the head. Like, that should be something. <laughs> He's hurt the- anyway, man. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. With- what really needs to happen, this is the most important thing, is the NFL needs to reimburse the Jags for having Ramsey thrown out of the game. Like, the NFL should credit their account with a Kurt Warner or Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, reverse suspension or reverse fine or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blake Bortles actually hasn't been the worst quarterback ever this year. Let me ask you guys this. If you're an NFL team and you had to start one quarterback between Tom Savage, Brock Osweiler, and Deshaun Kaiser, 
who would you pick? Mm, I would go with Deshaun Kaiser because that would guarantee me the number one pick and I would pick another quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He's got three touchdowns and 11 interceptions this year. Yeah, I'd probably say Kaiser as well just because like, even though he's been bad, he's shown glimpses of what could be. Like, He's got he's got a few traits in there that look like they could be uh, you know, a, a foundation for a quarterback. He makes a lot of stupid mistakes and that, that really comes from the college You know, when, when his college coach talked about that he should still be in college. I, I had no idea why the Browns started him from day one. It made zero sense benching him twice, going back to him. The way they've handled this kid is just nuts. And it wouldn't shock me if the Browns use a high draft pick next year on a quarterback just because of what they've done to this kid. And I'm, but they do every year. I mean, they didn't this year. They now now they're kicking themselves in the butt for saying for, you know, going back and not picking Deshaun Watson. Um, that's a whole different story. We don't need to get into the Browns and their 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 front office right <laughs> yeah, now. Let's not even talk about them. These three quarterbacks, though, man, like historically bad. Just I cannot believe how bad Tom Savage is. Yeah, it's it's been pretty awful. Um, how, how about that Monday night game? That was fun, right? Or Sunday night. Monday night. I was gonna say, was gonna say man, we're recording this before good, Monday night. Like, do you have a time machine? Uh, I wish I did. <laughs> I would go back and I'd play Marshawn Lynch in the lineups that I benched. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So last last show we uh, that we did, we didn't have the opportunity to talk about Kenyon Drake or Damian Williams because the trade of Jay Ajayi happened uh, kind of afterwards. So the waiver wire show was a little bit skewed, and uh, you know. Jake, I'm curious your take on this one because I was one saying that Kenyon Drake was the one that I wanted. And, and going forward, I, yeah. I still want Kenyon Drake because this is a team that, you know, they, they do want to run the ball a lot. They didn't get really the opportunity to against the Raiders. Uh, but going forward, how do you view Kenyon Drake and how do you view Damon, Damian Williams? Pretty much exactly how we saw the game go is the higher ceiling, the better talent is Kenyon Drake. Damian Williams is a decent talent, but he's better as a pass catcher. The strange thing about it is this season he's actually been struggling a little bit with pass catching. Drake is a decent pass catcher too, and he's actually a better pass blocker. The thing that I was worried about with the usage is that Adam Gase likes Williams. He used him last year. He actually even used him in the red zone last yeah, he year. Did. So that was my You're only, right. Yeah. yeah, that was my only concern going in. Like if you just told me these guys neck and neck, I was going to say Drake every single time. Damian Williams has some value in PPR league. I think this is what we're going to see going forward, though, is it's going to be almost a complete timeshare. Still always Drake with the higher ceiling. Damian Williams always with the safer floor. Yeah, I've got them right around 25 rest of the season, and I've got Williams at about 35. Like, he's just kind of a – I don't see much of a ceiling. Well, you know what I was waiting to hear? You know, like all the people that Jay Ajayi, after he scored his touchdown uh, this week with the Eagles, a lot of people were jumping on saying, yeah, Ajayi's a really good running back. Now at least he's on a team. So wait a minute. So now that he left and Damian Williams scored a rushing touchdown, does that mean Damian Williams is really good? You can't <laughs> just equate <laughs> – you can't equate one to the other and just say automatically. I mean, is Cl- Corey Clement better than Jay Ajayi? No, he's not. Corey Clement, man, three touchdowns. He's it's, the best ever now. But here's the one thing you can say, take away from this game. Well, obviously – the matchup helps with Oakland, but as you well know, Mike, and I'm sure you're going to agree with, it's all about fit. And the fact is what Adam Gase wanted to do at JGI doesn't fit that offense. It's very similar to Terrell Pryor now with the Redskins. Terrell Pryor was allowed to freelance, run out there, do whatever the heck he wanted last year and use his <laughs> athleticism. And now you're in a timing, a precision-based offense, one that looks for you to run routes and get open. And he's not a good fit. Sammy Watkins, he's not a good fit for the Rams offense. That's why he's struggling so much. He had his touchdown on the big play yesterday. But outside of that, two targets. He's pretty much not rosterable in 12-team leagues. It's just sometimes you're not a good fit. J.H.I., a much better fit with the Eagles, not a good fit with the Dolphins. Man, not rosterable. That's sad. He was sixth on the team in targets yesterday. Mm -hmm. On the Rams. Like, I know the Rams have a great offense, but, like, they're throwing the ball to everybody so much 
And who cares about Sammy Watkins? You know, he was just a top 10 pick. Well, the thing is, is like, Bobby, I know we, in our Slack chat, Bobby mentioned it yesterday saying, you know, Sammy Watkins got two targets today. It was BS. You know, and the thing is, I understand where you're coming from. It's kind of like how I feel about Julio Jones a lot of the time where it's like he needs to get yes. more targets. But at the same time, can you really complain about how this offense is running when they're, they lead the NFL in points scored no, per game? You can't. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like I, I I completely understand where you're coming from, and that's the thing. When Bobby and I disagree about Sammy Watkins, it has nothing to do with his talent. I think Sammy Watkins is a top ten talented wide receiver in the NFL. I truly, to my heart, believe that. And my question is now coming out of the bye and seeing him only get two targets with Janoris Jenkins out, is Sammy Watkins going to leave this team after this year? Like, are they going to franchise tag him yes. for sure? I, I, yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't know if they franchise tag him because the wide receiver tag is so expensive nowadays so well they've already got 16 million dollars a year wrapped up into von austin they can't really afford to do that with another <laughs> wide receiver that's very true Devon austin the converted uh, wide receiver to running back now yeah no. let me be clear I, I agree with tags at this point in the season like i think there's an 85 percent chance i'm gonna lose this bet um i'm rooting for watkins that's why i'm mad but you know he's not running great routes he doesn't fit in the offense and uh it's just probably not gonna happen so i had watkins ranked really high this week rest of the season i have him ranked pretty low like wide receiver 30. Yeah, there's just a couple. I mean, I, I think we're going to do like a buy-sell segment at the end of the show if we have time. And Sammy Watkins is someone, if you own him, uh, I'm definitely trading him away. He's got one. He's got two more matchups on his schedule that he's going to be a useful wide receiver three in fantasy. But outside of that, he's going to play Xavier Rhodes. He's going to play Richard Sherman. Um, there's Don't a, play him in either of those I matchups. I say there's yeah. a matchup with Patrick <laughs> Peterson still in there. So yeah, it's, it's not pretty for him. Um, so guys, we did have a few injuries. Nothing really big time. Uh, Dez... Hurt his ankle. I bet he plays next week. He's a tough guy. I mean, I know he's had a lot of injuries, but those were some pretty severe injuries. Jameis Winston's shoulder. Don't know what's going to happen with him, how that affects Mike Evans. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of the better better backups in the league, but Winston just guns it to Mike Evans. So uh, that would drop his rankings maybe five, six spots, but not too much to talk about. And then there's Eddie Lacy. If anyone really cares oh, for fantasy. I care. Like, I, I know he was. I know he was looking good. He right? was. He was. He was looking good through the first quarter. They said they were going to give him a run as the starter. He looked good. I want to say he had 34 yards and like and it wasn't even the end of the first quarter when he got hurt. So it's like he was on his way to what looked to be a solid fantasy game. And um, it didn't really work out. So going. No, no. He just saved you from yourself if you were getting excited about that. I mean, I wasn't excited. <laughs> I mean, I was excited about the one. Well, now Tags is excited about Thomas Rawls. Well, no, oh, no. Let's let's be real. It's funny because I, I already started work for this week and kind of looking forward to the schedule. And Thomas Rawls uh, this week is going to be playing on Thursday Night Football. They're playing against the Cardinals. And knowing that Eddie Lacy is likely to be out, CJ Procise is coming off a multi-week absence because I'm guessing he'll play here. Um, we still can't get excited about Thomas Rawls against the. The Cardinals, even if we know he's the starter and he's going to, you know, even if he's guaranteed 12 touches against the Cardinals, you really <laughs> want to be a McKissick game. Oh, God, no, <laughs> I don't even McKissick is far off my radar at this point. I just this is going to be like one of the worst Thursday night football games like that we've seen in a long time. Yeah. And Jake, are you worried about Daz or Jameis Winston? Oh, slightly about Des. I, I am too. Winston, you have to be because obviously with the throwing shoulder, although he can still poke people, but we'll have to see how that kind of continues to go. But the Des thing, the only reason I'm slightly concerned, and I actually wasn't until this morning on for the show Fantasy Football Frenzy that we do on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we have Dr. A on and, and he comes 
comes on every single Monday. And we asked him about Des Bryant specifically, and he said this is the same situation that he was cautioning people about before heading to this year in the offseason, that he was dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury. They have a scale chart that they use over there to grade the injuries and the likelihood going forward. And it was low on the chart, but now that it's the same situation again, it's, I think it's a 1-2-3 scale, and he's right now it's at a 2, which just to the point of, similar to Emmanuel Sanders last week, if he is playing next week, which it sounds like he wants to and everything should be fine, it's the likelihood of aggravating that injury, and then maybe he comes yeah, out of the game and you sucks. get a half of a game from Des Bryant, which would really be tough. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned about it too. Uh, you know, thinking about that game and what it meant to the Cowboys, having Zeke on the team, like they need as many wins as possible right now. That was a close game against the Chiefs, and he tried. Like I was watching that game, and Des on the sideline, he was trying to run back and forth. Like after the injury happened, he, he just kept on shaking his head like it's not happening. And it reminds me a lot, and Ian Rappaport came out today and said that they don't believe it's to be serious, but we heard the same thing about Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker was someone who ended up missing multiple weeks due to his ankle injury. Well, hold on, hold on, Mike. Let's be fair. Devontae Parker doesn't play even at 99.5%. If he's not 100%, he's like, he's not playing. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. It's just I'm not saying that you know does is fragile or anything like that. But playing through right, an ankle right. injury as a wide receiver, it's it's a tough thing to do. And if you if you push it, you could end up missing multiple weeks. So I think I mean, if you own Des Bryant, I think it would be wise to grab B- Bryce Butler off the waiver wire just to ensure you have a backup plan because they do play an afternoon game against the Falcons this week. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad call. And yeah, true font. Hey, by the way, um, you talked about him missing half a game. Since Leonard Fournette and Zach Ertz, I'm not sure if you saw this, Tags. Tags and I do uh, draft.com uh, contests every week. It. I drafted Leonard Fournette, and I was so bummed. Like, how am I supposed to win with Leonard Fournette? I mean, I did fine. I'm, I don't know. I might finish in second place, but I'm not going to win. They're giving everyone their money back if you had Leonard Fournette or Zach Ertz. So, oh, they, they are? Uh, draft.com, super classy. Wow. That is awesome. No, that is awesome because I actually, you had yeah, you had Fournette, I had Zach Ertz. I finished in second place despite having Zach Ertz who didn't play and despite having Doug Martin who had seven yards on eight carries. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even yeah. want to talk about Doug Martin. I was really <laughs> excited. Like, I knew I had Fournette and I was looking at your team so I could, like, complain about how I got, you know, screwed and excuses and everything. And I saw you had Zach Ertz. So I was like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a different site where I'm not getting my money back because I was busy working and forgot to change that lineup. Oh bummer, man! Oh, yeah. that's the worst. So before we jump into our waiver wire rankings, I want to talk about another one of our sponsors. It's a new partner, Harry's. And I'll be honest, I really hate shaving. I clean shave like three times a year, maybe a wedding, a funeral, and for Christmas or something. Harry sent me over their shaving kit, and I tried it out. Great shave. Seriously, great shave. No wonder 3 million guys have switched over to Harry's. It's got a comfortable glide that didn't make the experience bad at all. They've got shaving gel that had my face feeling good afterwards. There were two ordinary guys, Jeff and Andy, who got fed up with buying overpriced razors. So they decided to start Harry's to fix shaving for good. They bought themselves a German factory with over 100 years of blade making experience. That way they can ensure you high quality. And they offer their five precision engineered blades at half the price of the leading five blade razor by selling you directly over the internet. Harry's is so confident that you'll love their blades like everyone else that they're going to give you a free trial shave kit when you sign up at harrys.com slash fantasy pros just pay for shipping and you'll get a great new shaving kit from harrys.com slash fantasy pros for free okay guys so let's move on over to the waivers and uh we said it the last two weeks each week was the worst waiver wire pickup week of the season this one trumps them all (laughs) it's ugly so jake we'll let you go first who's your number one pickup this week and how much fab are you willing to spend on them if anything 
Uh, do I get some choices? Because I, <laughs> I can't imagine what's out there at this point. It's just the fact that if I was looking at last week. All right, well, you're going to throw me off here because I wasn't ready for who's my number one. Yeah, let me give you, let me give you the top five guys on my list, and we'll okay. see if uh, any of them stand out to you. I'll be honest. I don't know if I would spend $1 on any player. I would just I would just wait and pick up someone for a do- for zero because like there's there's nothing here. Josh Doxson is my number 1. Fair. Uh Marquise Lee, Robert Woods, Josh Gordon depending on your situation and then Thomas Rawls at running back and uh I don't feel good about any of those guys. No, I wouldn't either. I think that yeah, Doxson would be near the top. Uh, if I was thinking that like Kenyon Drake, I know is still under sixty on Yahoo, so I know the cutoff for you guys is fifty. But you know, right about there, if he's still floating out there. I can't imagine why people didn't pick him yeah, up. Yeah, he's fifty three percent. Like if he if he's there, how much would you spend on Kenyon Drake? Uh, if you need running back help, at, actually, even if you don't need running back help, I think at this point you've got to go with most of your budget at this. Uh, you're not, it's week 10, people. Like, what are you going to find the rest of the way? And yes, some people are like, oh, imagine if somebody gets hurt in week 13. You just know. No, this is why people sit on stuff for way too long. If Kenyon Drake's sitting out there and I have, well, we'll say $50 at this point of the year out of 100, I'd probably go at least 30. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I'd go 30, 40 bucks too. What about you, Tags? So yeah, Drake for me, I mean, I was, I actually ended up owning him in a lot of leagues because once that all took place, the waiver wires went through and uh, I ended up spending about 25% of my fab budget on him because I did have, I had a lot in some of my leagues because I'm very frugal with my money in real life and on waiver wire. Uh, So I'm I'm having like an issue trying to figure out who I'm going to pick up. So Drake was someone who was like, I I know he's going to get at least 10 touches per week and that's difficult to find on the waiver wire. So I was willing to spend that. I think the upside is there when they start running the ball a little bit better. Their defense is playing well. Uh, But for me, the top guy on the waiver wire this week outside of Drake, if he's still there, uh, would be, I think it's Danny Woodhead. (laughs) And I know that- It's it's okay. So the, I'm going to explain this one because the Ravens, ever since the start of last year, we were clueless as to what the Ravens wanted to do with their running backs. You know, we thought that Buck Allen was going to be involved in their plans last year, and they basically played everybody and their grandmother over him. They did not want to play Buck Allen last year. Like it just it was a thing they didn't want to do. Coming into this year, I think we saw that again. You know, they went out and they signed Danny Woodhead to to be the receiving back. They had uh, Kenneth Dixon ready to start the season. He obviously got hurt. Then Terrence West steps in. Then they they pick up Alex Collins off waivers. They're doing everything in their power to make sure that Buck Allen doesn't play. <laughs> so knowing that Danny Woodhead is is very close to returning, he already returned to practice. He's going to have flex appeal every single week. Like think about Buck Allen. I don't know, man. Think about Buck Allen. What he's done for fantasy teams. Like he's been someone that you could plug in most weeks and at least get flex type numbers out of him. Danny Woodhead has got to be better than Buck Allen because there's a reason that the Ravens don't want to play Buck Allen. I. I I, I really I can't believe it. And the thing is, is Alex Collins, we talked about it last week and the fact that it, we I figured he'd struggle. Don't worry about Alex Collins last week. The, the Titans have a stiff run defense. That, yeah. And people are like, well, so much for them saying that they wanted to run the ball more with him. The game script didn't work out that way. You can't run the ball against the Titans like Alex Collins is going to be fine. But with the limited pass catchers that they have in Baltimore, Danny Woodhead is going to be very busy. I would rather have Rex Burkhead, and oh. Rex Burkhead is my mm-hmm. Rex Burkhead is my fifth running back this week. Oh, Rex Burkhead, I don't, I don't want a Patriots running back. Honestly, me I, either. 
I, I don't want Rex Burkhead on my team. I'm just saying I don't want Danny Woodhead either. Why? Like, Wait, why, why don't you want I start him? Well, because they've already got Buck Allen and he's playing fine. Like, how many targets is Danny Woodhead actually going to get per game? Wait a minute. Like you six? Think, wait, you think Buck Allen's still going to play even when Danny Woodhead returns? Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of a split. I mean, he's performed well. Danny Woodhead's ancient and he's coming off a big injury, man. Jake, you're the tiebreaker here, man. Well, it's Danny Woodhead easy just because you don't, okay. have to deal, you don't have to deal with the Patriots situation. Now, Danny Woodhead specifically only PPR for me. But I, this, when I say every single year, and I keep saying it every single year, that I want nothing to do with the Patriots' backfield. The only person I'm touching in that backfield, and it's too late because somebody else has him if you don't is James White in a PPR the rest of them look we've gone down this road it was Mike Gillisley and people kept trying to argue oh he'll come back he'll come back he'll come back guess what droppable Deion Lewis was the new one he was gonna be the guy guess what droppable it's now Burkhead and Burkhead (laughs) guess what two weeks we're gonna be saying droppable <laughs> Deion Lewis. Right. I don't know. Deion Lewis has had like four weeks of like increased carries, so I still think Deion Lewis is 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 playable. Um, but Rex Burkhead, I'm not I'm not going to take anything from one week with him. Like honestly, I just don't know when you'll feel comfortable playing anybody outside of Deion Lewis and James White. And he, even he had them. eleven touches last week. Like, do you think Danny Wood is ever going to get eleven touches this season? I do. Like I said, I, I think the Ravens look for a reason not to play Buck Allen. I think Buck Allen goes back to the bench and he plays like five snaps a game once Danny Woodhead returns. And if Alex Collins is catching two passes on the entire year, then they're going to need someone to catch passes out of the backfield. And I think that's why they signed Woodhead to begin with. Um, he had four touches in the first week. The only time he played, four well, he touches. Was, he, he was playing through the injury and then he got hurt. I think it was in the first quarter um, of that game. So and all that was <laughs> there's so many factors that go into this. I'm just telling you, reading everything that the Ravens have done, they don't want to use Buck Allen. Like they they, they literally don't want to do it. That's interesting. Okay. Um so I said my number one guy is Josh Doxson. And look, I know he hasn't got anything done, but uh, he's gonna keep playing a ton. He's technically the number one guy there. Jordan Reed's out. Um, so Vernon Davis got most of the work this week, but uh, Josh Doxson has all the talent in the world to uh, to end up being a wide receiver too. I'm not saying it's going to happen this season, but I think he's startable most weeks. Um, and you can't say that about virtually anyone else on the waiver wire. No, that's I, I do like the Doxson one, as I said at the beginning, for sure. I would actually pick up Doxson over Robert Woods, despite Robert Woods having two touchdowns yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely would go after him, if not, like I said, the Kenyon Drake thing, or his teammate Damian Williams, if PPR only, Danny Woodhead, as we talked about. That's, as you said, it's a very thin waiver wire. I mean, when we are talking about the fact that Doxson and Woods are your top options, it's, it's not a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of pathetic. Uh, Tags, who's your top wide receiver this week, man? It's Marquise Lee. Uh, still, somehow, okay. he, he's only owned in 35, uh, 36% of leagues, which is just, that's mind-blowing to me. Over uh, Doxson? I would go with him over Doxson, just because I think it's more consistent targets to him. Like, Do- Josh Doxson, even even though Jamison Crowder was out, even though Jordan Reed was out, he still only saw, what was it, five targets in that game against Seattle? So it's it's just... But Woods is getting more consistent targets than Marquise Lee, though. So well, why here's not the, Robert Woods? Yeah, I, mean, his, I was going to say, here's the only counter-argument I'll give you, Mike. It's just I'll just say this, and you can cont- you definitely continue with what you're saying. So I have two concerns here, is quarterbacks... Well, actually three. So the quarterbacks between the two I compare. Matchup for the Seahawks, not a great matchup. And it was they're still trying to play that whole, is it prior, is it Doxon game? And it started to turn a lot towards Doxon yesterday. So I think that continues. And Doxon is going to be their number one wide receiving option going forward. And then the third part is, you don't think D.D. Westbrook coming back next week cuts into Lee at all? The, my only problem with Lee great is he call. was... 
is he was so quiet until those final two games before the bye. Yeah, over the last three games is when he's kind of taken off. And obviously right. with Fournette right. being out for two of those games, it does it does help his numbers for sure uh, because I think they're going to go back towards a run-heavy approach. But looking at their schedule, it's not very kind to the run game. Uh, it hasn't really been all season. People don't understand how good Leonard Fournette's been on a very, very tough schedule. Uh, but I do think Lee, like Lee's one who has seen, and I, I actually, Robert Woods has seen declining targets over the last four weeks. Like he went from eight targets in week five down to uh, five targets this past week. Now, granted, uh, Jared Goff, I think, threw the ball 24 times. So there's only so much we could take away from that. And I think Robert Woods is still a solid pickup. I have it Marquise Lee, Josh Doxon, Robert Woods. And then after that, I would go to Josh Gordon. Like that's when that's when the I feel like Lee, Doxon and Woods are almost wide receiver four options every week so with bye weeks here you might have Agreed. a wide receiver who's on a bye and then you could just stick them in your lineup whereas Josh Gordon is like that upside bench stash that I would rather have than than maybe someone like Curtis Samuel who who's kind of received a lot of hype and I mean if this guy was so good why was he playing 30% of the snaps when when Kelvin Benjamin was there I mean I know he was a rookie I know he missed a lot of training camp with injuries but I just find he's I just still feel, learning the position too, and that's the thing. Yes, yeah, so he's a converted running back, so it's like, eh, I just I don't know if we can really trust that. I'm not saying there's not upside there with Samuel, but I think that's where the line is drawn for me, where I would rather take Josh Gordon because we've seen NFL production out of him. But uh, Lee Lee Doxson and Woods, I think you can make the case for any of them is a top wide Sounds receiver. Sounds like a firm Lee Doxson and Woods. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> <laughs> Jake. Where do you have Josh Gordon? Is he behind those three for you? Is there anyone else who sneaks up ahead of him? It's Josh Gordon doesn't deserve to be on the list unless you're looking to trade him like that let me make that very clear I said this last week too is Josh Gordon can't come back until week or can't play in a game till week 13 mm-hmm. if you want to pick him up to trade him because the trades that I've seen are beyond mind-boggling ridiculous I had somebody in, in the next day in my Twitter feed say somebody just offered me Josh Gordon for Stefan Diggs should I do it if you're considering trading Stefan Diggs for Josh Gordon this is why you go pick up Josh Docs or Josh Gordon because people are that insane so Josh Gordon is not rosterable for your team he's rosterable to trade him if you're seven and two you don't want Josh Gordon on your team nope because I'm not starting in my playoffs yeah, you know what's okay. funny, Jake? I made this exact argument on the show last week, and a lot of people have kind of given me crap for it, saying that the upside is there and that you want to play him. Because like, this is the exact scenario that I laid out. I said in week thirteen, let's pretend, let's pretend Josh Gordon's active for week thirteen. The Browns put him out there for 15, 20 snaps. They just want to get his his legs underneath him. You know, he sees two targets. He catches one pass for twenty yards. Are you telling me that you're going to feel comfortable playing him in the fantasy playoffs the next week? I am not ready to do that, and that's why for me I'd be more comfortable playing him than Eric Decker I mean we're talking about pick right, up right. Josh Gordon well, or Eric Decker here like yeah I'd play Josh Gordon well over Eric Decker well, that's what I'm saying like my order of the I don't have Decker above Gordon that's what I'm saying there's a line somewhere but if you offered me you know let's, let's say I picked up Josh Gordon and somebody offered me Robert Woods Josh Doxson or Marquise Lee I'm taking one of those three receivers but the line is drawn somewhere where the only way that I think I'd feel comfortable playing Gordon is if you see him go out there in week 13 you, he plays you know 80 percent of the snaps he sees eight targets that's when I feel confident playing him but outside of that I don't I don't know how you could feel very confident going I just don't think a team that's seven and two really needs Josh Doxson okay so so Jake you would rather have uh Didi Westbrook than Josh Gordon I, th- I think of them kind of in the same light here yes I I don't want like I said Josh Doxson is not going to or 
or wait, Josh Gordon or Josh Doxson? It's, it's uh, too Josh many Joshes. It has too many Joshes here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would take D.D. Westbrook over Josh Gordon because at least in the next few weeks, I can find out what I have in D.D. Westbrook. The thing is, Josh fair. Gordon, is what we're holding out here is if you put him on your roster, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. To Mike's point, you're not starting in week th- 13 because you're not going to start him his first game back. You're not going to. You're trying to get in the playoffs at that point. You're not going to put your playoff life on the line with Josh Gordon in his first game back. If he has a mediocre game, to Mike's point, are you really going to put him out there for week 14? So that's the problem. It's like, at least right now, I get to find out of D.D. Westbrook. If in two weeks it's not panning out, I drop him for somebody else. Again, I have no problem picking up Josh Gordon, but the whole reason I'm doing it is to just trade him because I don't want it like... Unless he comes out like gangbusters in those two games, 13 to 14, there's no way I'm putting him in my lineup for weeks 15 and 16 when I'm trying to win a championship because there's going to be better wide receivers on my team anyway. So you're guaranteeing that you're going to make the semifinals? Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Except in PPR flex. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty miserable there. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what's going to happen with Westbrook? Like, Is he going to take over the number two job from Hearns? I don't think so. I, I think that he's going to push for time, and I think he has more ability because Hearns is a deep option. I actually thought that Hearns would be a sneaky play yesterday because he can get behind that secondary for the Bengals. Didn't really work out. It was a league game. I think if you're looking at that, we hope he can surpass him, and then Hearns just becomes the third kind of deep option, similar to almost like when Martavis Bryant was with the Steelers back when he was good. Uh, so now you look at it, and I say, yes, potential. Am I going to guarantee and say that's going to happen? Not necessarily. It's yeah, also, he's got to get some chemistry with Blake Bortles too. And that's tough for anybody to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see a scenario where he takes over even Marquise Lee and he's just the number one guy in this offense. And all of a sudden they start passing the ball because they've got a serious weapon here. Right. I could also see a scenario where he doesn't even pass up Keelan Cole for playing time. You guys see that Keelan Cole catch, by the way? That was like yes. the one catch of the year that Keelan Cole's ever going to be on a highlight reel. Um, <laughs> D.D. D. Westbrook's going to pass him, but the question is, is how many targets a week is he going to get? I feel like he's going to be a receiver. He wasn't passed him in the preseason, man. Keelan Cole was the number two in the preseason. But D.D. Westbrook was much like a superior receiver. I want to say he led the entire NFL in, in yards in the preseason. Uh, he was getting open at will, and I don't care if it's second stringers that he was playing against. If you can get open at will against NFL cornerbacks, and he did it consistently. I, I remember three plays where it was just like there was nobody within five yards of him. Like the kid was, the, the character concerns are what had him fall in the draft, but I, 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 Keelan Cole hasn't done anything to stay on the field. Like that's basically what it comes down to. Alan Hearns has played competent football this year. Marquise Lee has come on. I just, if, if the Jaguars are throwing the ball, uh, you know, 20 to 25 times per game, which is what they want to do. Well, obviously they want to throw it less than that, but if that's what they're throwing it, I just don't see Westbrook seeing any more than maybe three, four targets a game. Granted, all it takes is one play, but you could say that about a lot of players. You could say that about John Brown right now. You could say that about Robbie Anderson. So it's like, I don't think Westbrook becomes a must start any week, but he's like that type of guy where it's like, if you see him getting three, four targets a game, if you're in a pinch and you have a wide receiver, you know, like Ertz was inactive, like, uh, like Fournette was in active if you have a wide receiver that's like that on your team and you're just looking for someone with upside to throw in your lineup I think Westbrook makes sense for those teams I just don't think he'll ever be an every week starter this year yeah that's totally fair um so we're gonna get to the rest of the crummy waiver wire pickups here in a second but first another word from one of our sponsors lisa.com so yesterday we were under a tornado watch and uh, I didn't realize this at the time because like it's November why would we be under a tornado watch And both of my boys were asleep at the same time. Kara was over at her mom's house. And so I was super pumped. I'm like, I am taking a nap. I laid down in my Lisa mattress and I took a nap. 
tornado sirens are going off. I didn't even wake up. It's right across the street from us. Like I can see it from my living room and the boys had to come wake me up because they were scared. Like they're two and three years old. They were wondering what was going on. But the mattress is dangerously comfortable that I was going to sleep through it. So we went downstairs and uh, I mean, this mattress, it really just is the best. If you haven't heard of Lisa mattress, go take, check them out. It's leesa.com. And everyone who hears about them loves them. There's a reason they were the fastest growing e-realtor in 2015, because everyone found out how comfortable their mattress was, told their friends and family. You can try it out for yourself because they offer everyone 100 nights risk-free and with free shipping. We've got a promo code for you. If you want to save $100 off your order, just go to lisa.com slash fantasypros. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash fantasypros for $100 off your mattress order. Okay, guys, so getting back over here, I mean, like some... People are going to be picking people up. So I guess we got to talk about uh, Damian Williams is still out there. Curtis Samuel, well, I guess we touched on. Devontae Booker, like, is he going to take this job, tags? I don't think he's going to take the job. I mean, it was weird because C.J. Anderson went down. This is a week where it's like my bold prediction worked out that C.J. Anderson finished outside the top 40 running backs. Uh, and it, it, it had to do something with an injury, but he came back to the game. Uh, it looked like a major injury to C.J. Anderson. Like he was on, on the ground writhing in pain. It. it and like we, nobody knew it was happening. And Devontae Booker started getting more touches. Then all of a sudden they had Jamal Charles catching passes out of the backfield, something they haven't used him. I just think that the Broncos are lost as a team. I think they're completely yep. lost. I think the defense has kind of had enough. They they are sick of carrying the team. And it was a complete meltdown uh, this past weekend. So to see that the Broncos allow 51 points uh, to the Eagles, it was an embarrassing loss. I don't want any part of this backfield if I can help it. It seems like it's going to be a three-way timeshare between Anderson, Booker, and Charles. And it's just, yeah, he's down He's down below Rex Burkhead on my list. Um, Me he's, too. He's ahead of Corey Clement, which, by the way, I, I think we don't, need... Don't be a sucker. Do not pick up Corey yeah, Clement. We need either. to mention that, that you do not pick up Corey Clement. I don't care how deep your league is, unless you're in a... Uh, I mean, a dynasty league where these players are kept forever and it's like a 14 like 20 team players on each team. 20, yeah. yeah, like I'd say I I actually argue that it'd be like 28 man rosters. Yeah, I, I get it then. But don't pick him up. By the way, I have to uh, admit to everyone that I was very wrong about Carson Wentz. I'm sorry. He's awesome. Uh, that was a that was such a good performance. Like, honestly, like yeah. I told you, I thought he was good. Uh, he deserves the MVP right now. There, the, and there's really no wow. way about it. Alshon Jeffrey actually had a really good game, too. And I've been hard yeah. on Alshon. Saying I missed that on he, him, too. Yeah. And saying that he um, like he hasn't just really he hasn't played up to a number one wide receiver level this weekend. He played out of his mind. He played really well. Carson Wentz, some of the windows that he was throwing the ball in like, good God, um, it was it was fun watching him tear up the one of the best defenses in the NFL. What do you think about that, Jake? Is Carson Wentz your MVP right now? Hmm. It, it was going to probably be Deshaun Watson in the conversation, and then yeah. that yeah, that unfortunate. Alex think as Smith of today, is there. Tom Brady's there. Yeah, as of today, I think you have to give it to Wentz. He's definitely been the one. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see how he's not as of today. He's been amazing. He has more turnovers than Blake Bortles. Yeah, guess what? He's winning games. He's Blake Bortles is winning games. Blake Bortles should be the MVP. Wait a minute. Are you trying? Wait, hold on a second. Did you I'm just... totally joking. I, I, was like, I was like, Bobby, don't do this to yourself. You're going to see so much hate. Don't do it. Uh, everyone knows I'm joking about Blake Bortles. Uh, okay. so <laughs> I, I, could definitely, I could definitely tell. I, I knew he wasn't serious. Otherwise, Jake's just making sure, man, like his reputation is on the line, too. If he's going to be associated with me, he can't be having someone spot off Blake Bortles for MVP stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. Is I, I know he's got one more game than a couple guys, but he's the only quarterback with over 20 touchdowns so far. Let's be real. So let's yep. understand. Yeah, that, what that's a great doing. point. So, but to uh, to go circle back real quick to Devontae Booker, 
I'm going to disagree. I would actually put Devontae Booker number three ahead of Foreman, Rawls, Ivory, Burke, everybody, because okay. it's, look, the, the same talent that had people excited last year is still there. It was a miserable season last year. He was banged up at times. That offensive line is doing him no favors. The offensive line is doing this team no favors again this year. Mike is 100% right. This team is in disarray. Every time I say that word, I always think of general disarray from South Park. Sorry. In any case, <laughs> so, so, when it comes to Booker, is I have been saying for the past couple of weeks in my waiver column just to stash him. It's the, I always put like a for the future section of like if you have a free spot, you don't need any help. None of these guys do anything for you. You don't want to blow your budget. And Booker's been there for a while and it's because C.J. Anderson we know he's always going to get hurt which he did last game he's starting to lose in performance and Booker is the better pass catching option which is going to only help him with how this team has been going so far they need to have been passing more because they're falling apart so I don't think I agree with you Mike I don't want him right now to start because this backfield is a mess but if Anderson were to get hurt and miss a game or they finally do turn the page and just move on from him, and you know that pains me to say it, but I think that Booker could be a nice find going forward. If you need somebody for this week, I can understand the Rawls thing, but Booker going forward, I'd still rather stash. You know, Anderson hasn't even played 50% of the snaps over the last four games combined. That's yep. ridiculous. The, the Broncos are done with him. I think you can pretty much drop C.J. Anderson at this point. Oh, no, 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 don't drop C.J. Anderson. Are you serious? You would hang on to him? Like, when are you going to play him? You think they're just going to turn around and give him 20 carries all we're, of a sudden? We're telling people to start, like, guys like J.D. McKissick, like Frank Gore. I know I'm not. Do not <laughs> tell anyone I'm telling them to start J.D. McKissick. But no, I wouldn't drop C.J. Anderson. Like, that's that's a bit extreme. And, and that's the thing. I'm not saying that C.J. Anderson is well, so hold you need to would love. you drop C.J. Anderson for both the Miami backs? I would. I would, too. And I'd drop him for Thomas Rawls, uh, Deontay Foreman. Like, I'd rather have Deontay Foreman than Devontae Booker because— I wouldn't go that far. You wouldn't go that far? No. I, I think Foreman could win you a championship. If he takes over this job, not if he takes it over, if Miller gets hurt, I think Foreman is the best handcuff True, back but I think that's what you're banking on. You're banking on an injury. Yeah, but Anderson, you're banking on like him turning into a good football player. I don't see that happening. He is a good football player. He's just on a very bad football team. Um, yes. But, but yes. I, I would rather have Kenyon Drake. But going back to the Foreman conversation, Foreman was someone who I, I stashed in like every league. I, I loved Foreman, and I felt like he could have stole the job from Lamar Miller. But when Deshaun Watson got hurt, like that, that was your time to sell all of your Texans. Uh, and I still stand by that. If you own DeAndre Hopkins and you're sitting there today, uh, like thinking that you're okay because he's getting all these targets, you're not. Seriously. If yeah, you sell him now after that big game because he finishes the fifth wide receiver this week. Like you can still sell him for a good price. It's not going to be this pretty the rest of the season. I completely agree. The Colts were um, not only were they down Malik Hooker who got hurt, put on the IR, but they were down Vontae Davis this week. This week. They didn't even have their top, their, their top cornerback. And it took him 16 targets to finally get there. And if, and if DeAndre Hopkins didn't make a few highlight real grabs. Garbage time. It, it, well, that's the thing. If he, and he also had to make highlight real catches in order to, to post those results. So it, it's going to get to the point where it's like time. Tom Savage, he threw his first touchdown pass against the, this Colts team, and it took him, I think it was the fourth quarter when he finally threw the one. Um, it's its not going to be pretty. So Hopkins, unfortunately, is back to the, how I felt about him in the preseason. Deshaun Watson turned out to be really good. But if you can sell uh, Hopkins right now for wide receiver one value, I would do so. I would absolutely do so, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm still hanging on to Lamar Miller, though. That is a 
crazy good rest of the season schedule. And you know he's going to get 20 plus carries every game from here on out. The improved version of Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank Gore was a top 12 running back each the last three years. Well, I know that. And that's what I'm saying. Like improved on this year. Like so Lamar Miller is the type of guy. So he still has yet to top 75 rushing yards in any game this year um he's like every week he's in between like 45 and 75 rushing yards he's only scored in two games like Lamar Miller is another guy I would sell if I had the chance like if you're sitting there and someone's willing to pay for him I would sell him because I just think he's a very he's not going to win you a fantasy league he's not going to lose it so don't trade him away for someone that's like a hopeful or something like that like trade him away for proven commodities uh but yeah Lamar Miller and like Deontay Foreman by the way after playing just one snap in week eight and we were concerned about that, it was apparently for uh, his protest or not going to practice that yeah. day where he was punished because he was back this week and he received plenty of carries. So he's right back into uh, that timeshare with Lamar Miller. You know who else doesn't have 75 rushing yards in any game this season? Emmett Smith, Marshall Falk. <laughs> Like, you can't just throw that out there. Like, come on, Tags. <laughs> oh, CJ Anderson does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Is, is there anybody Orleans else? Orleans Darkwood does. <laughs> Orleans Darkwood does it like every game, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, CJ Anderson actually has uh, four games of more than 75 yards. So, um, yeah. but I, I, I know I know where you're going with this, but I'm just saying Lamar Miller's not no, going to win you. No, I'm just around. He's not going to win you a title and he's not going to have very many scoring opportunities. That's basically where I'm at with Miller. Is there anyone else that excites you whatsoever? Like, I mean, I guess if you have to pick someone, one up like go ahead and pick up Terrence Williams go ahead and pick up Chris Ivory who's going to get some receptions out of the backfield Charles Clay if you're desperate for tight end for whatever reason but is there anybody else on your radar Jake mm, not really I mean if you want to take a flyer on the Marquise Goodwin with the 49ers situation and yeah. the Giants the Giants are it's like they, they go back to it they're in disarray but actually I need a word there needs to be a word worse for what's going on with them right now and uh, they get them at home this week you might be able to get a deep play to Goodwin I'd still rather take a flyer on Demarcus Robinson for the for the Chiefs like if I'm going to take a flyer on a wide receiver I want it to be someone with because yeah, yeah. Albert Wilson might be back that's the biggest problem okay McAdoo's getting fired right like today I no that's the Giants don't do that man the Giants uh, first of all I would be fired I would be surprised if the over under was like 50% of him getting fired after this season just because the Giants aren't an organization that does that the last time I saw somebody write an article about it the last time that they fired somebody after two years was like decades ago so I think you have to just clean house with Reese and him and the rest of them in this offseason, but I don't think they're going to do it midseason. I don't think they're just not a team that does that. Here's the you want to stick with this real quick, Mike, by the way. Here's the sad thing is while we're doing this, I, I saw the tweet that came through my timeline. Eli Manning was the seventh player in history to throw for 50,000 career yards, and that happened in that miserable game yesterday. Wow. Wow. That's uh, And then he, then he they actually benched him later on to play Geno Smith. <laughs> Geno Smith, man. Well, there's just talks kidding. about Davis Webb coming in. They now. need to. They, they, yeah. Honestly, I was talking about this uh, with uh, with someone that we work with, and uh, I was saying like Davis Webb is someone like why did they draft him if they weren't planning on some sort of future with him? I don't know why you would do that. There's plenty of backups out They're there. They're trying you to just... do the lightning in the bottle thing. They, that's what they tried with trading up to uh, draft Ryan Nazit. They're trying to pull the the Tom Brady Patriots thing like ooh look at this backup let's go trade him for a pick what they need to do is continue to lose like this and then go draft uh, Josh Rosen I actually want to see Davis yeah. Webb play is Josh Rosen your guy is he your favorite in this class if, with the way that Sam Darnold is playing and I don't think he's going to end up in this draft class I think that there's a chance he could come although if he's smart you don't think Baker Mayfield or uh, or Jackson no not not Lamar Jackson at all I think it's serious concerns about him translating to the NFL as we yeah. do with a lot of the players and it has nothing to do like we've seen plenty that have it's just he's so of that 
hybrid that I just think that best case scenario, you're hoping for Tyrod Taylor likeness. But the funny thing is that you say about Rudolph is I put him in the, at the beginning of the season. I said, when we have this draft class, there's five quarterbacks that could go inside the top 20. And I included him and people are like, really? So I'm actually a fan, but I, I would still rather go with Rosen. I like Rosen as well. I really like Clayton Thorson from, uh, from Northwestern. If you guys haven't seen him play, he might not come out in this class because um, he could be the number one overall pick the next year. But um, if you haven't watched him play, I think he could be a special NFL quarterback. Noted. I usually do a lot of my film come January. So yep. same year. Um, there, there's a couple other guys who are owned in more than 50% of leagues that I think are worth talking about. Deion Lewis, who's still there. He's on his buy. A lot of people dropped him and he's still getting enough nope. carries. Uh, <laughs> Greg Olson is coming back pretty soon, probably. I think he'll uh, step week 12, into a big week 12. Role. Yeah, week 12, he'll be back in the field. They're buying week 11. He'll be eligible after that. So Greg Olson with, with Kellen Benjamin gone. Yeah, Greg Olson, like if he's out there, pick him up. I would actually trade for him. I don't think you, you need to spend cheap. fab on him, though. I think maybe like six, seven bucks would do it because he's still out there in your league and no one's noticed. Um, but yeah, I'd pick up Greg it depends. Olson. And- if you have a league that's intelligent at all, there's yeah. so many of us that have been talking about it that yeah, I think you might point. have to be aggressive at this point because there was a lot of us talking about it last week saying, hey, if you got the free spot, don't forget. What about Aaron Rodgers? Like, is he going to play in week 15? You would definitely plug him in in week 15, right? Mm, He's done. The playoffs, like, say you're might... sitting there and Matt Ryan's your quarterback. Well, Marcus uh, well, so, Mariota's uh, your no, quarterback. No, here's the one. I was, was going to go back to what Mike said before. If my quarterback's Carson Wentz and somebody dropped Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't start him over Carson Wentz. Not off an injury. I, I think I would. I, st- I think I still would. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. He's the no, best it's, quarterback it's ever. I don't think he's injury. playing. I don't think I don't, he's coming back. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah. coming back. Okay, yeah. I, I don't think so either, but I'm picking him up just in case if I'm, you know, six six or more wins because you're going to make the playoffs at that point. Um, a few other guys, Robbie Anderson, Terrell Pryor, do not pick him up. I know it's tempting, but he's Ugh. getting 30% <laughs> of the snaps, so don't do it. Um, Orleans Dark was still out there in 40% of leagues. Uh, David Johnson, same thing. Don't pick him up. Mm, nope. I'd rather have David Johnson than Aaron Rodgers. Um, but David Johnson is just um, like the Cardinals he's have kind of put poo with that idea saying that he's not going to play. Bruce Arians and uh, uh, Steve Kime, their GM, said that he's not going to play this season. But David Johnson yeah. wants to play. And I understand why DJ wants to play. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't see any reason. I, I think it's interesting though. You know what's crazy is that Adrian Peterson, 32 year old Adrian Peterson had, um, 39 touches this week and then they're playing on Thursday night. Like he has three days rest on that body. He'll get another 39 40. Who cares, man? He's got it. My question is like Andre Ellington only played, I think 14 or 17 snap. That's I know that's, that was your guy, Bobby, but, um, Andre Ellington was, were they preserving him for this game? Is he still hurt? Uh, he was just dealing with the injury. I think, yeah, I was, I was wrong about that one. I should have waited until he was healthy. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't know what the problem is cause he was practicing. Um, but yeah, 39 touches for Adrian Peterson was, that's kind of astronomical. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you a few guys to drop tags. Like who on your radar would you drop at this point? Um, I mean, it's really tough because it really all depends on, on who you're dropping people for. I have people ask me all the time. They're like, should I drop Corey Davis? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, do I, so who do I drop? Do I drop a Sterling Shepard? Do I drop Corey Davis? I'm like, neither of them. And they're like, I have to drop one. And so it's like, it really I have to co- drop one so I can pick up, uh, you know, some bum. That's what it always <laughs> is. Right. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I mean, it's to me, it's more about trading players rather than doing that. And if you're, if you're trying to create space in your roster, this is like roster one Oh one here, where if yeah. you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know who to drop, 
package two players for one, create a roster spot for yourself. It's easy to do. And it, the reason I say it's easy to do is because you can take, you know, players like, let's say, Robbie Anderson and Sammy Watkins, package them for an upgrade. Maybe you get Marvin Jones. Maybe you get uh, Corey Davis. I don't know. Whatever you have to do to upgrade just slightly, even if it's a little bit of an upgrade, that you do that. You don't have to drop anybody. And then you have that open roster spot. So do a three for one, create two roster spots, grab someone that's got high upside on the bench. Like, there, there, there should always be room for guys like Corey Davis, uh, Sterling Shepard, and I just, yeah. But guys to drop, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. Uh, Terrell Pryor's a drop. I think man, Jermaine I, Curse, yeah, uh, Jermaine Mike Curse. Gillisley, Cooper Cup is he's like their number three, number four receiver right now because of Robert Wood stepping up. Um, any backup quarterback or any backup tight end, there is no point in carrying them. Randall Cobb, there's a lot of guys. Hit us up on Twitter at Mac Tagliere NFL. At Bobby Fantasy Pro, at All In Kid, and uh, and ask us who you should drop, and we'll try to get back to you. We get back to as many people as we can. So, or just look at our rest of the season rankings, and then you have all the information available to you. <laughs> you know what's funny is like the the whole buy sell thing right now, and I know a lot of people will will smirk when I say it, but like buying Drew Brees and Michael Thomas right now, and I know people are like, well, nobody's going to sell them for cheap. I think you'd be surprised um, at, at what people would sell cheaper these players than they're for. worth. It, that's that's exactly where I'm at. Is like when you're talking about a stock, it's like playing the stock market. There's so many idiots that buy stock when it's at its all time high. They're like, oh, it's just gonna keep going up. No, it's not. No, it's not. Stop it. So like Drew Brees right now, he's still <laughs> valued. Like he's still a premier stock, but it, the value is down. He has thrown 32 or more touchdowns in nine straight seasons. We have not. The thing is, every every like, he's throwing less attempts, yes, but his touchdown percentage is as low as it's been since I think 2007. I want to say. But everything else is good. The yards per attempt is there. The completion percentage there. The, the Saints are scoring astronomical points. It's only a matter of time before things start going back in Breeze's favor. And in the fantasy playoffs, he will play the Falcons twice, which means they're going to be playing in Dome both times. And then his other matchup against the Jets. So I think Drew Breeze is a fantastic buy. There are only five quarterbacks in fantasy football right now that you can legitimately plug and play every single week. I think it's Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Drew Breeze, Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz. Outside of yep. that, you are legitimately looking for a new streamer every single week. So if you can get Breeze right now on the cheap and or Michael Thomas, those are the two I'm buying right now. I'm with you. Jake, we'll let you go next. Uh, do you have a player that you're trying to buy this week? I'm trying to buy. I think those are really good ones. The uh, one I would definitely go is Kareem Hunt at this point. And I know people are like, oh, are you going to buy a running back of that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me everybody's too, Everybody's panicking. Yeah panicking big time they were panicking last week with the questions i was getting on twitter and the questions i've seen out there people like oh should i trade him for like demarco murray should i trade him for you know and people like that that like fringe rb1s and everybody's worried that oh he's hit the rookie wall and what's gonna look at the schedule going forward is pretty favorable the fact is too is it's what what do we know about andy Reid coming off the bye this team is going to be gangbusters in two weeks it's a bye week which means people are probably going to even be asking for less and if you looked at yeah Yesterday, the snap percentage was the lowest it's been every single for the entire season. It was just over 50%. He had been in the 70% range. I think yesterday's game was just off. They get reset. They hit that stretch run and get back to things that were working so well from the beginning of the season. Kareem Hunt will be right back at the top. And I have to echo a lot of the other guys that you were already saying. As the Drew Brees and Michael Thomas were actually in my waiver column last week, and I have them both back there again. I think that um, 
Devontae Freeman, if people are still out there. Stefan Diggs, because it's the forgotten man, because yes. people forgot how good he was. And his buy was last week, so people are like, it's kind of that out of sight, out of mind. And then I'll throw in Keenan Allen. Although the funny thing is, as I said, drop Tyrell Williams last week, I still would buy Keenan Allen, despite Me how many weapons they have. Same. Can we just, can I get a shout out to my boy Spencer Ware real quick? Spencer Ware... I think is underappreciated. And I think that people like, I, I do you remember last year guys when it was uh week, it was week seven Sp- Spencer Ware was like a top five fantasy running back in football. Everybody loves Spencer Ware. And then he took a nosedive and that, and then everybody started saying Spencer Ware was bad at football. And I yeah. said, no, no, he's not like there's, there's other factors that play into this. Kareem Hunt's nosedive has been even worse than Spencer Ware's has been. And, and I don't know if it's something to start the season because obviously, you know, uh, Spencer Ware started really hot last year and then came off like after after his concussion, everything kind of just fell apart. Um, but Kareem Hunt, he's showing no burst anymore. Like, and I don't know if it's just he was used so much to start the season. Uh, but I mean, I, I think he is a solid buy because, again, you're getting him at dirt cheap prices. Like, I think a lot of people are starting to give up and I, you hit it on the head with the bye week here. People will sell when bye weeks come, especially if it's a struggling player. So I think that that's a solid buy. Uh, Stefan Diggs was a good one because he may not. It, you, you don't want to trade for Stefan Diggs until he's removed from the injury report. That's number one, because if he's on the injury report, you do not play Stefan Diggs. It's just the way yep. it is kind of seemingly every week. Um, where do you guys have Hunt rest of the season for uh, for running backs? I moved him back to number four. That's a fair spot. Okay. Top of my head, but you still got him in the top, top five, right? Like some people think he might not be a top 10 running back rest of the season. Like he's definitely top five, right, guys? Uh, he's def- he's At least for me. I mean, because look, we're talking about Bell, Zeke, if he's playing. Uh, Todd Gurley. Gurley Fournette. Leonard Fournette, if healthy. And then I'd put him right in that next conversation. Me too. With, I've like, got him ahead of uh, a Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Gordon. LeSean McCoy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would take McCoy over him. Uh, I think McCoy. I think it's a little overblown his demise. Uh, I think he's going to be fine. And uh, but but I, I would take. He's had two good there. games this season. Nah, that's not true. He had two. No, he had two really really Great, good yeah. games this year. But he's had he's had quite a few good games. Like he struggled in 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 bad matchups. Like against Denver, he struggled. But Kelvin Benjamin, like that's not going to take away much targets from Lashawn McCoy. This defense is starting to struggle a little bit, which means they're going to be in a little bit more shootouts. Lashawn McCoy is game script proof. You can't say that about many running backs. And Melvin Gordon, the reason I'm selling on him, whenever you hear about a foot injury like turf toe with a running back, like I want nothing to do with it. And yeah. If, and if you're like, well, Mike, he had you know over 100 yards against the Patriots, 87 of those yards came on one run where he was untouched and he was caught from 10 yards behind by Malcolm Butler. Like he caught up to him like Melvin Gordon is struggling. And if you take away that that one run and I know nobody likes to do that, but he's averaging just three point three eight yards per carry on. You mean like he's done his entire career? He struggled his entire career. Yes. Yes. Yes, he's yeah. It's only so long, and that's why actually I released a dynasty buy and sell article uh, this past weekend, uh, going through all thirty-two teams. And I said Melvin Gordon is one of the best sells in dynasty. Lashawn McCoy before uh, his two big weeks: fifteen fantasy points, four, six, ten, six. Wasn't that great this past week? I mean, he had two great weeks. That's it. Hold on a second, Bobby. I want you to go through and and honestly look through running backs who can offer you that consistency. There were two bad games in there, like two bad games. And six points, I mean, considering that bad against, among running backs right now, that's still RB3 range. I'm saying like, he's a lot worse than Kareem Hunt. That's what I'm saying. No, no. Kareem Hunt has scored six points the last two weeks, and he's been tr- trending down. Like, like it's a clear roller coaster, and it's just, it's like you're on the ride down. It's like the American Eagle at Great America. He's going straight down. So honestly, I, like I said, 
this could be a debate, but I think LaShawn McCoy, I would rather own than Kareem Hunt going forward. Okay, you're lost, man. Um, my buy of the <laughs> week is, uh, is Devontae Parker. Mike Clay from ESPN.com pointed this out on Twitter uh, earlier today, and it went under my nose. I didn't realize Devontae Parker's actually been pretty good this year. He's played four games, 85 mm-hmm. yards. 76 yards, eight receptions and a touchdown, six receptions for 69, five receptions for 76. Like he's getting it done every single week. Yep. He was in my buy column last week. I I don't know why people were underestimating him, especially with the fact with Cutler coming back. There's no reason to to doubt him. He's been a buy. He's like, I have him as a wide receiver too the rest of the season. I did before this past week. All right. Let's close this out with a sell. Tags you go first and then Jake. Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. T.Y. Hilton is the sell of the week. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was all over him. I, I had him ranked as my number eight receiver this week. So I liked him an awful lot. But if you go through and look at his schedule, it's brutal. So he's going to play the Steelers, who are the number three defense against fantasy receivers. Um, then they have a bye. So you're going to miss him then. He's going to return to play the Titans, which is a good matchup. But he struggled against them earlier this year. But then right back to the Jaguars, number one defense, the Bills, number nine, Broncos, number four, Ravens, number two. It's it's a brutal. Plus, schedule, he's the number so, two uh, receiver on their team. I mean, they got Jack Doyle. Twenty receptions <laughs> in the past two yeah. weeks. Twenty receptions. Yeah, well, that's that. Well, that's the thing. So, listening here, so I would actually trade T. Y. Hilton right now for Devontae Parker straight up, and I that's a trade that you can make in your fantasy league. Yep. Yeah, I like it. Jake, who's your guy? Uh, before Warren, when I put you in my column, it's it's a bad. It's the death toll for you. The, the week before that, before last week, I had Cooper and Jordan Reed, and Jordan Reed got hurt. And last week, I had Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller. And, oh, oh man, what happened with that? <laughs> so if, if I'm putting you in my sell high area, be concerned. And I'm gonna put one that I had last week, and I said, although I like him for this week given the matchup, I'm still selling high on Tariq Hill because everybody's gonna see that game and treat him like a wide receiver one, yeah. in the top ten potential, and get super excited about it, not realize how volatile he is. So I'm trading Tyreek Hill. Two out of three weeks, he is going to kill you. And you don't want that in the playoffs (laughs) because you're looking for three wins. Like he's going to help you one of those weeks big time. But if it happens in the championship and you're not there, well, too bad. Yeah, that play against that play against the Cowboys was something else. I I don't even know what you say to the Cowboys defense on that play. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, my sell of the week, Alvin Kamara. I was loving him last week. I had him in my bold prediction saying he was going to get 20 touches. And uh, Mark Ingram is still the number one guy. Like, I think you can sell Alvin Kamara right now as a top 12 running back. I don't think he's a top 16, 17 running back. I have him as my number nine running back rest of the season. Uh, Did you know? Fun fact. He has more fantasy points than Mark Ingram in both standard and PPR leagues. Wow. Nobody seems. I bet. I guarantee you that everybody listening. I mean, I think he's the better running back, but the Sean Payton just keeps using Mark Ingram. But that's thing. So it was only a one touch difference this week. Um, I, I just think Alvin Kamara has been so yeah because of the today. fumble problems. But I mean, Ingram's still getting all the carries. I thought Kamara was going to get almost twice as many carries this week because of the fumble problems. They didn't really punish Ingram. Like he's, he, I want to say he started the game. That's what I'm um, saying. Like that. Well, that's what I'm. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I mean is though is that if it's a one touch difference and Alvin Kamara has been doing work on his touches, like historically efficient with his touches, like dominating. He's better in the passing game. He's more efficient. Like I said, I guarantee you that ninety percent of the people listening right now did not know that Mark Ingram trailed Alvin Kamara in fantasy points in both standard and PPR, but it's something I learned when kind of going through my buy-sell Yeah, um, that's pretty pieces. good. Yeah. So you re- you'd rather have Kamara than like Adrian Peterson, Lamar Miller, Jordan Howard? 100%. Yeah, like, uh, well, Jordan Howard is All actually... All well, well, no, Jordan Howard, no. The Jordan backup Howard, running back for the Saints? I have Jordan Howard as my number eight running back going forward. Uh, I apologize. So I have Ingram at number nine. I have Kamara at number 10. So um, okay. I would take Kamara over Ajayi. I'd take him over Hyde. I'd take him over Miller, Mixon, Martin. Yeah, all those guys. Christian McCaffrey and PPR? 
Yeah, I don't like McCaffrey. I mean, I know it was a big week and it was a great matchup for him. Like everything about that matchup against Atlanta favored him, uh, which is why I loved him. Um, but at the same time, this is a guy he can't run the football. Um, yeah. He's going to catch passes, but Greg Olson's coming back soon. That's going to trail a little bit. And yeah. Even ahead of Isaiah Crowell? Jake, where do you stand, man? You're the tiebreaker here. Oh, definitely. Oh, Isaiah Crowell. Oh, I was close. totally joking about Isaiah Crowell. But, like, where do you have Kamara? Like, is he a top 12 running back? Uh, I think he's a fringe in okay. standard PPR. It's not even a question. Okay. Wow. And there we have it. That's I, the, I guess I'm the odd dog here. Yes, that's a good place to leave it. I know I know, I know. Jake's got to get out of here. But, uh, Jake, we appreciate yeah. you having you on, man. It was fun. Yeah, always. Always love doing this. Thanks for coming, Jake. And for those of you listening at home, we've got two more podcasts coming up this week. We've got our Start Sit episode coming up with Pat Fitzmaurice. And then on Friday, we're having Davis Maddock on to talk DFS. So make sure to tune in for those shows. Subscribe and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. And thanks to the sponsors of today's show, lisa.com slash fantasypros and harrys.com slash fantasypros. For Mike Tagliere, I'm Bobby Sylvester. Thanks for listening and enjoy your football. I just wanted you to watch me dissolve. 